0: seen those cute little uh, memes of people making like earth sandwiches and stuff where like you put a piece of bread on the ground and then you look up the exact opposite coordinates across the country or across the world and then you have someone else put a piece of bread on the ground and then you like connect <laughs> So you silly. heard of that no i haven't that 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 Isn't no. <laughs> that adorable adorable <laughs> i think there's some meme or some app or if there's not then we need to create one trademark but app. i'm pretty sure they're called like earth sandwiches or something they're kind of adorable except if like you is, are is this like cat breading ocean, but like, with, okay if anyone's earth? ever on a cruise i don't know how i feel about that what if they eat the bread after but you think that they throw it away
1: I mean, you put it's it on the ground. Bread on the ground.
2: I mean, I hope they give it to some birds or something.
1: Hmm. Do you think Earth sandwiches are spicy?
0: I was gonna say like a good cafe cola, depending on you know where you are in the country or in the. I keep saying country when the world. I mean, let's be real. Um, it's
2: probably wet and salty because there's a lot of ocean.
1: I was thinking of yeah. like the molten core of the Earth. I could see that being spicy. Like a spicy marinara,
0: like a big meatball is pretty much the core. The core is made of meatballs. Hot, <laughs> molten, soft meatballs. And then when they're spewed
1: out of uh, a volcano, they're hard as rock. It'd be cool to eat a planet. Isn't there like a supervillain that does that? Does Galactus do that? It um... sounds galactic, Galactus-y.
0: Or the uh, Kurt Russell in he's like a planet
1: i guess never mind yeah spoilers
0: (laughs) for a movie that's 10 years old sorry
1: it's five years old and terry just told us he hasn't seen it time is relative also
0: i didn't say anything helpful at all terry trust me i don't even know what you're talking about so that works out for me thank you
1: perfect (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) all right Welcome to the Volgarat Tours, where we examine the filmographies of genre filmmakers. Uh, we are nearing the end of our series on the films of Zack Snyder. This week we are discussing the Snyder Cut, aka Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm Paco. Jason. So I guess we should start off by saying that, well, this is predominantly going to be about the Snyder Cut. Uh, we did also watch the theatrical release, as that's credited to Snyder as well, even though it's it's fairly well documented that he didn't have a lot of say in a significant part of the creative process of it.
0: Yeah, like I think they ended up using like 10% or like a super low percent of his actual footage in the cut, which I could kind of tell, um, or at least in the justice league you could it was such a tonal uh disconnect that you could really uh see which uh which parts were more
2: snyderish and which parts are more whedon-esque well and even Um, if like the whedon dialogue wasn't so like corny and like almost like kind of tropey at this point uh the, the you're right the tonal shift but also like all the ridiculous color correction uh, like the the some of the egregious uh, problems with the reshooting, like where they had to surgical or uh, uh, digitally take away. surgically <laughs> uh, uh, would be too. Surgically, <laughs> no, Henry, no. Yeah. Way down, we're gonna cut that. It was, it was thing a digital, a digital surgery to remove to Henry Cavill's beard because he told him to eat shit because he was making <laughs> Mission Impossible,
1: right? Yeah, which is just like so a total dope. petty move. But the studios were like, "No, he's not gonna shave his mustache off, even though it would be like." way easier to do that and let him grow it again or give him a fake mustache than it would be to, you know, digitally alter literally every shot he's in uh, for the okay, reason. Okay, but, <laughs> but because...
0: They should have kept it, though. It's like Superman came back from the dead with <laughs> a mustache. mustache <laughs> no, I, like, I, I, I think t- it's, t- it's perfect
2: like, because we 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 just get this awful, like digital face where like like he looks like he has fangs because they're like putting the teeth over like where they should be. It looks... And like even that scene in the beginning it's... like where he's talking to the little girls like Superman looks like he wants to eat them. Like it's fucking weird.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it looks like bad video game graphics uh yeah he, yeah
0: he kind of you know how like sometimes when people are uh, chewing tobacco they have like a pronounced lower <laughs> yeah. part of their jaw it's kind of like <laughs> he only specifically chewed tobacco in the top of his mouth
2: superman puts his dips in <laughs> on top
1: <of> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i uh, will say there is a moment fish. in the weed cut that i did enjoy uh it's near the end of the film when they're going to danger and stuff, and Aquaman starts being like, "Oh, we're all gonna die, and this is all fucked." And he he's going on yeah. this long rant and talking about how like all the things he wishes he's done, and then uh, he realizes he's he's sitting on the, like Wonder Woman's golden rope thing, uh, yeah, her lasso of truth, the the
2: like lasso yeah. of sdr or something like that god wonder i thought that Woman's was adorable.
1: such a corny character well, yeah i thought that moment worked
2: i like
0: i th- what what the whedon version does is it kind of tries to lighten up the mood but it's so disjointed that it's a lot more like leaning into the flash in the comedic moments of like cyborgs booyah and uh it's having the to flash ignore... fall
1: on wonder woman and Make it this yeah. weird, awkward scene. God.
0: It, or Or, like, the, uh, like, Batman and Alfred back and forth in a way that it's it's just, like, there's a lot of just weirdness that feels uh, out of place versus the... You can certainly tell in the Snyder Cut that there was, one like, a singular vision. It wasn't, like, a duel between what was shot and what was, like, salvaged from something. Which, mm. I guess, I mean, for the context of... <clears throat> This movie it was kind of a huge sea change in the Hollywood system I would think because initially when Justice League came out in 2017 it was maybe what a year after the death of uh, Zack Snyder's uh, kiddo like her his teenage daughter or something had mm-hmm. had, um, had died. And so he stepped down, and that's when Whedon kind of was hired to patch this together by Warner Brothers, and was given more money and kind of so more it's a control. little bit
1: more complicated than that. Uh, based on Vanity Fair's reporting, uh, Snyder had two handlers on set basically every day after BVS for the Snyder, or for Justice League because they didn't trust him, and uh, they kept they brought Whedon in as an advisor and kept sort of encouraging him to you know add to scenes and snyder is a fairly collaborative guy and he said like you know at first he was pretty okay with it like because you know sometimes new energy can be good for the creative process but it got to a point where they clearly sort of wanted whedon to be in charge of it and that combined with the grief he was just like i'm I don't have it in me to fight this intense battle for this. And so that's when he walked away, which well, and
2: by all accounts too, it sounds like Whedon was kind of a tyrant on set, like to the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the final
0: piece of this was like, uh, this came out and it made a bunch of money. It still owed money. Like it wasn't the huge smash that they were hoping for, but it's, it's interesting in like the era of like, I think Batman and Robin made a significant amount of money, but there was such a huge gap between that and Batman begins because it was so poorly received. And it was kind of like that with justice league too. Um, like when the original came out, I think the budget was what? $300 million and it made like six sixty or something like that million. Oh, wow. Um, when really with marketing costs and all this other add ons and stuff, they really probably most likely lost a bunch of money on that. Um, and there didn't seem to be a huge demand for what's next, even though like with the DCU is like Shazam, and they're working on kind of the standalone Wonder Woman movies and stuff, and trying to kind of pull the universe together. But it it was kind of the discontent of some of the stars. I feel too like they're popularly Ray Fisher came out against
2: Whedon um, and Warner Brothers with the handling of. Well, and there are the even other like, little things, too. Where even Jeremy Irons said that uh, he told Whedon to like eat shit or something to that effect at one point. Because he kept telling them to like rewrite lines mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: And, of course, uh, he threatened Gal Gadot's career. Um, which, honestly, would have been maybe the only good thing Joss Whedon's ever done. <laughs> if he'd followed through there. But, uh, <clears throat> no. Nah, uh, he... He was a big bully and a tyrant and a dick. And the movie still sucks. Well, it's just interesting because a lot of the creative people uh, and
0: people who had seen some of the footage beforehand were saying, like, and were vocal that this was such a different picture. The Whedon Cut or the Justice League was way different than the movie that they had shot or, like, read the script for and things like that. So there's kind of like a growing, like, group uh of fans online that were really wanting to see the actual version the way that it was meant to be seen because really it was it was poorly received like the justice league movie and understandably so it's kind of a disjointed it's It's really bad it's uh, like i remembered it being just absurd like
2: It's like, yeah, like nonsensical. You can't even follow.
1: I was able to follow it this time because I think I had seen the Snyder Cut. So I had a better understanding of what was going on. But it is incoherent. It's so hard to understand what anything is, why anybody's doing anything. And one of the weird things is they also insert, like, all this bickering between Batman and Wonder Woman for tension yeah. that doesn't do anything. And it just makes it more confusing because, yeah, what's going on? The way
2: that I read that was so it was like it starts out as bickering, um, but then there's like this sort of mutual respect. And I think they were building into, like, a romantic subtext because then there's like where she... She, like, uh, dresses his wounds and stuff, and then he's, like, Mm -hmm. grooming her to be, uh, like, the leader, like, the (laughs) second-in-command. And then at the one point where he's, like, well, she's in charge, you know, at the end of the movie. It's, like, this whole uh, subplot about Batman and Wonder Woman that, like, it it does feel really disjointed. And, again, like, to what end? Like, is there sexual tension? And if so, like, why? They're kind
0: of swingers, like, literally with ropes, but also more, you know, more uh, chairs at the table
1: you know god damn it uh god yeah i know what you're Legion. There's,
2: <laughs> there's just a lot of scenes in, in justice league that are that are like just weird like my personal favorite the line about whether or not superman stinks like he they just get back to the kent farm and she's like oh you smell nice and he says did i not before like some kind of robot but in in the snyder version uh she says, oh, you spoke, like, finally, the human, like, part of him had come back, and he says, did I not before? Like, it, like, the tone of that scene is, like, it's like did Superman fart, like, are we to the point where, like, making, like, fart jokes or something, or, like, what the fuck? I don't even know. It just, it doesn't, it, uh, it's bad.
1: Yeah, Do you uh...
0: think that a Superman fart would be violent? Yeah, like, dude. Depending on what he if, ate. if he
2: can, like, uh, blow wind out and, like, break an axe, like, after he freezes it, I think his farts could, like, blast, like, a cornfield.
0: Do you oh think yeah he did that it as would be teenager? devastating like that there's there's like hidden years of him just getting high and like farting and dude. like manipulating his own <laughs> his
1: dude own i gas. bet you he tried lighting <laughs> his farts on fire at some point yeah and like burned down the town <laughs> you could just, he's like he's, he's in the big, like, scouts <laughs>
2: fart bombs there would just be like you'd be like an artillery like uh, just launching them like you know from like a mile away <laughs> these little fart bombs
1: yeah <laughs> a <He's> fart thrower
0: <laughs> Dude. He's like stink bombing at the prom or something, but it's just
2: liquid gas. He's just God. pouring on everyone's feet. <laughs> oh man! See, and if they had leaned into like a real far jokes in this movie, maybe it would have been better. But it just sucks. Like, how would you lean into them? Like, like the flash squeaking when he moved. You know, you'd have or something. I'm just saying liquid. because because of the stuff, the the humor feels so out of place. Uh mm-hmm. and it's like obviously rewritten because some of the scenes like you know clearly were filmed later. Uh but if they leaned into it more and actually tried to like just reshoot like most of the movie, like to the point where there wasn't even any of Snyder stuff, then maybe it would have been better, but as it is, Puck was right, it's totally incoherent.
1: So I guess uh do we wanna move on to the Snyder cut itself? I mean, this thing is a beastly four hour long movie.
0: But it's, it's interesting, like, what do you guys think of the fallout from, like, release the Snyder Cut? Because really, we're seeing the Snyder Cut, or Zack Snyder's Justice League, for a reason. Like, that's kind of an interesting part of where we are now currently.
1: I think. I mean, I don't think there's a lot to it. I think it was marketing as much as anything. I think if there's no COVID like for their
0: new platform
1: yeah for HBO Max I think if there's no COVID and they had more regular release of new stuff coming in it wouldn't have happened but
2: yeah
1: you know but, but don't they needed
0: in they in needed high degree... profile
1: no I mean they're not going to do it for anybody else I I mean maybe well, not we'll just see. Warner
0: Brothers but like you could think of an obscure movie that sucked and apparently was better, you know, before or whatever, but people wanting to see that more and having like a resurgence or one that's this like soon after.
1: I mean, I there's there's always been director's cuts, you know, as long as there's been home video. I think it's a little different because of kind of the death of uh physical media. And so now whatever those cuts are are going to end up on streaming services uh but i mean like look at something like blade runner where they released like five different cuts of that movie uh well and i, so... I also
2: think you're right to point out like the cost benefit analysis part paco because i think that uh in the sort of exuberance in the like uh various communities sort like uh, with the release of this i think everyone kind of like has a tendency to overemphasize the effect of social media uh, in, in, like, getting this to happen. I'm not saying that wasn't a part of it, but I think you're right to point out that it's much more like a business decision than it was, like, let's give the fans what they want.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it helped that there were a bunch of dorks who wouldn't shut up about it for, like, three years and who were aggressive assholes, you know, like, because those people are all probably going to pay 15 bucks a month to uh, watch HBO to see it. Um, but... And, you know, because of that, there was a, more of a high profile campaign behind it. But I just, I don't know. Now those same dorks are trying to, uh, get the air cut of Suicide Squad air released, cut. which it I did, mean, we're recording this, that. yeah, <laughs> we're recording this like a month in advance, so we'll see if it happens, but, uh, I'm going to put my money squarely on the side of, no, they're, they're not doing that, uh. <laughs>
0: But what about all the Joker footage? Oh, it's so good. It would make the movie so much better if we had all the Joker footage.
1: Uh, I think there's a lot about these DC movies that don't work, but God, the fucking... Jared Leto as the Joker is like one of only the cases where I think the miscasting is truly egregious.
0: He kind of has this great Kevin McAllister Home Alone thing going, which is interesting to me, just thinking that Jared
2: Leto is Macaulay Culkin. The, the, it's just, it's a bad. Like, it's bad. Jared Leto, like, I don't know. I, it, it feels like he's channeling other Jokers, but then he's doing that weird, like, laugh thing, and it just, it's all bad. I, I just can't handle it. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a Yeah, choice.
1: he's, like, underplaying the character and overplaying him at the same time. I don't know. Right. It's
0: with Justice League it's a 4-hour movie versus the 2-hour cut of Justice League and mm-hmm. it's cut up into what six parts and an epilogue?
1: Yeah. Something and like that. Yeah. There's a
0: prologue too or something which yeah. they have title cards and stuff. Um what what are your big takeaways? Like we had all seen it like anyway when it first came out and stuff and I remember it being much more grueling than this one which the last, like, hour and a half, I was kind of checking out, but I did... Sorry, kind of to appreciate... clarify, the,
1: the first time you saw it, you remembered it was more grueling? Or the, the Weeden cut was more grueling than the Snyder oh, the, cut? The,
0: the, uh, the Snyder cut felt more grueling to me, because it just was, like, four hours, and it was just a lot. Um, but watching it this time, I kind of appreciated what he's trying to build up, and how some of the scenes kind of take their time and are telling a larger story and I think like thinking of the Whedon cut they cut out so much like they truncate all of the more like emotional parts or more of like the pensive parts of, of a lot of these characters and especially uh, Ray Fisher Cyborg's uh, you know storyline which really he was a much bigger part of this mm-hmm. um, this movie so it was kind of interesting just seeing like, the Thymascara... Uh, Thymascara or whatever? The Wonder Woman, like, the Amazonians. Like, that big battle sequence was huge and full versus the just or the Justice League one, which was such a shorter little thing. It was just kind mean, of interesting.
1: I... I don't know. I mean, part of it makes sense because Warner Brothers was trying to make it a two-hour movie, and so they... Really figured out to how to do it, but like it's incoherent in that one. Uh, I think Snyder's is more coherent, but I think at times it's overly indulgent. Like that chasing oh, yeah. with the mother box on Thymuskira is well done, but it just it's like 15 minutes long. long, and it's yeah, just it's really the same long. thing. It's just demons and it's just them hauling it down and passing it to another person like I'm not I don't think it's better in the original version I think the Snyder one is far more engaging and just feels it feels more like it has narrative heft because of how it ends but I do I do think it's important that Snyder gives the new characters who we haven't really interacted with before time to breathe like obviously by this point wonder woman had come out but we still hadn't really met the flash or cyborg or aquaman and we don't get any sense really of who they are in the shorter version because they're new characters to us
0: i mean i I thought that was pretty fascinating like that's been something that's always kind of bothered me about uh the original justice league that came out because it felt like it didn't really sell the gravity of the situation that they were in, and you barely really knew any of the characters, so that they, they just didn't make sense. They were so two dimensional. And here, I feel like, just like you said, there's more like weight to the overall story that they're trying to tell to sell the gravity of like, oh, if Dark Side, this big ominous godlike figure, conquered Earth, like, it's Batman is creating this team. Because he knows that something big is coming, and so that paranoia is like pulling all these people together at the last moment to stop this. And so it I, it makes more sense to me why they didn't necessarily build these characters, but kind of give us a taste of them to go like, oh, we're we're in a hurry to find the guardians so that we can protect Earth or whatever, and get you know. I found mm-hmm. that kind of interesting. Like it's trying to sell the darker, more somber tone of like life without superman and superman is the strongest person so far that they've known in the world and he died so what's going to happen when something uh you know more powerful comes to their planet you know it's just kind of that's a more interesting like nuanced uh part of the the Zack snyder version that i kind of appreciated even though it is over long
2: yeah well and i think as well um kind of i, I think you Maybe you pointed this out about Man of Steel or BVS Podcast. I can't remember which one uh, but you said you were basically with it until like the CGI battle sequences w- which like when we started this out I was like Snyder's an action guy but honestly at this point like just because there's so much egregious CGI in the later part of it I think that where Snyder mm-hmm. actually does better is with the story and so uh, the parts that I truly thought were like uh, stand out um, in the Snyder cut are the parts where he's taking time like like you said to Give the characters room to breathe, to um, to give the story weight. Just just to spend any more time, uh, fleshing this out. And it's like the little scenes too, where, um, you know, first meeting the Martian Manhunter, which is like kind of inconsequential, but it sets up other things, and it means that there's more actors, uh, than just the Justice League themselves. And so, it, like, it helps the universe to feel. Larger and more immersive because because there's all of these other things. There's like an, I, I hate don't to admit understand it, but, but the Martian like Manhunter
1: in this movie yeah, I mean at like, all. like so he was it's, there No, the it's whole a setup for a Intervened any yeah, time. But, but, but why does he care if Lois Lane goes to work? Because
2: because the Martian Manhunter. Then again, I think this is the the setup for like the, the Lois Lane is the key thing where like Snyder's teasing all of this stuff mm-hmm. and then somehow the Martian Manhunter has keyed into that as well that like uh but but it, I think he's one of the original founding members of the Justice League too. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing
1: so. at the end it just doesn't it feels really awkward uh, that he's yeah, like... I read
2: the marsh manager at the end uh where like it's what he said uh he had been there but wasn't interested in working with anyone but the, the the like assembling of the party uh gave him a reason to kind of come forward. But again, it's a setup for a sequel, but I just think that like having the universe be more than just the people that Batman knows about also like to set up a larger extended kind of like roster, I think is interesting. But again, like I just think that having more room to breathe in general and yeah, maybe not four hours worth of room, but I think that the better parts of this of this movie are those story driven parts and not the uh, kind of ridiculous action sequences.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think uh, I've always had a soft spot for the flash and I'm typically not a fan of Ezra Miller's. And I think if I remember right, he got canceled for something or at least semi-canceled. Yeah. Oh, they, 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 they yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry.
0: Yeah. I think he was, or I think they were canceled and then yay, we get flashpoint with them too, <laughs> so, which I, he also kind of stands out they. as well. Like the flash or uh, excuse me, they but stand they, out really.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, sorry. Uh, I, but the,
0: no, Evan, cut all of this out. <laughs> Seriously. I totally miss uh, miss the pronouns every time, too. Even after saying, hey, Paco, they're they pronouns. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but How okay. about that Flash, Paco? No, I do. What yeah, you go, go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think that what Snyder does with the Flash and with Ezra Miller is really endearing and gives us a chance to get to meet you know Barry Allen and that long extended sequence with the truck uh, and the guy eating the hamburger and Iris West in the car. It's it's silly, but it also it's just like kind of classic flash stuff, and I think it, it works. Feels
0: creepy though, too. It's a little creepy, like in her face and shit. He's like touching her cheek or whatever. Yeah, there like, is like that weird part of,
1: of it, which I, but I get the. I feel like it's a Snyder get, touch. It's just <laughs> um, kind know? of
2: weird, like yeah. But I mm-hmm. but I do I. But I agree. I, I, like my, I, I'm not a like super Flash person most of the time, but as we see in in the Whedon version, uh, the Flash, the thing that, he, that they bring to the team is that like they're fast, so, and Superman on, can, question can follow them.
1: I think, I think he it's going to be relief. less confusing if because the character is a he. If, when referring to the character, you yes. yeah, use he/him pronouns, and then when <laughs> referring to the actor, you say okay. them. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Yes. Sorry. So, so yeah, the the Flash. I I think that, uh, like, not like Superman can follow the Flash and. That means that like basically the flash only is just kind of fast sometimes, and it's whatever, but in the Snyder version, like the flash being able to literally break the like light speed barrier and turn back time it mm-hmm. like that that is a separate kind of power like it that almost is uh again it's it's this new Gods thing that uh, Snyder is doing like this is like truly someone who isn't bound by the laws of physics, not even even that Superman can't. Turn back time, but the Flash can. He can outrun time, and I think that's a really cool addition that we just don't get. Which uh, in the is theatrical well, pretty classic uh,
1: to the uh, Flash mythos, and it makes sense because we see Flash in Batman or Superman, and he's like, "Damn it, I'm too early," you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but, but that kicks <laughs>
2: ass, though. Like, that's a cool power, and I think that that, that is essential yeah. to the Flash because it distinguishes him from Superman.
0: Yeah, and I mean. I, I, it's just, he's so versatile. Like, the television show or what I've seen of it, it's it's super, like, poppy. But it's, like, the time travel aspects of it are really interesting. And a lot of the comics are like that, too. And it's really building towards Flashpoint, the upcoming movie that they've been trying to get off the ground. So, like, it's really going into the time travel like, multiverse or, you know, multi-dimensional aspect mm-hmm. of DC, which I think is is more interesting at this point than what Marvel is doing. Not to like totally go into superhero comic-y stuff, but I feel like it's an interesting direction to go in post-Justice League. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really ambitious. In Wonder Woman 84. <laughs>
1: yeah, it feels like they're at kind of a dead end, so they're just going to let all their creators do their own things in their own universe. It's Like, they did that Joker movie for... You know, a third of the budget of a traditional uh, superhero movie, and it did fucking crazy good. Uh, At least at the box office, I think that movie is a big pile of turds.
2: Well, part of the reason was because they had everyone convinced. So they had everyone convinced that there was going to be an incel shooter who went to the theater. So, like, that was part of the marketing ploy. Mm hmm. It's just so cynical. I just hate it. I'm sorry. It's just so. It's such a like disgusting, cynical like marketing thing to do, and it worked like a charm.
0: Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's you know, it was kind of cool is seeing Green Lantern for a second or a Green Lantern in the flashback was kind of like that representation in that two
2: minutes. It was not even a minute. So I I have a question about that scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh. So, Darkseid, uh, because in the Snyder version, Darkseid's present and, and not Steppenwolf, which is, like, kind of weird, but whatever. Anyway, Darkseid yeah. murders the Green Lantern, and then the ring floats up and for an instant pauses in front of Darkseid before it, like, flies away, before he has a chance to, like, even look at the ring or anything. And I was wondering, do you think there's an implication that the ring might have chosen Darkseid?
1: No, I think it was the ring it doesn't... does. I don't know the mythos well enough, but they don't know like immediately right like i thought it was more it was taking because it was like right when it popped off it was like you know how your gps well, but it, might need a second to yeah. redirect
0: that's how i took it was it okay. was kind of
2: stuttering until that's it fair. went to its next thing kind I, of like yeah. okay and maybe i'm just reading into it too much but i but did that kind of like dope though yeah no I, I really version. liked the idea of like one second for like a green lantern dark side who just Fucked everything up, but he's more like a Red Lantern or he's one of making the other colors. Like, anyway. Yeah, he would be like
1: or a Black Lantern. I don't remember sure, sure. how the colors work. Yes, yeah, same. The Red Lanterns yeah, were I like just... mostly cool. They just got mad, right?
0: Yeah, I, I
2: can't remember. I, uh, I watched I, I watched the CGI dope, uh, television but... show on HBO Max not that long ago. So that's the only thing I know about Green Lantern <laughs> is from that show. <laughs>
1: I read, I think it was the new 52 Green Lantern stuff. And, like, the Reds were, like, they would sometimes ally with the Greens, but they, their whole thing was hot-tempered. So it was basically, like, you know, a whole army of Sicilians and Irishmen. Um, And the Blacks were all about, like, death. And then uh, the Yellow ones were all, like... Wanting to fuck or something. I remember being like, I thought that was the pink "Maybe lines. that's purple. I don't know." There's just there's blue too lanterns much of that too. Shit.
2: I know there's what? too much. There's Holy a whole shit. bunch. <laughs> there's what? There's blue lanterns too. There's a whole bunch, man. Like there's so many colors. Well, yeah. I just I kind of
0: I liked that about this, and I wish that there were more little things like maybe like. I don't know. This sounds so obnoxious, but like Easter egg type things of like, "Whoa, you saw a Green Lantern of some kind for a second. What if over no. here you saw a blue beetle, like, or or like something where it's like it opens up the world that it's not just like five people or like. I other hate that so much about
1: Marvel. Really? Like, I thought it was cool when Marvel started, but fifteen okay, years about... later, like, fool me once, you know, shame on me. But, fool me but it twa- was... or whatever. <laughs> I got that backwards. What, what, what
0: about, what about like, I dug in Man of Steel that one of them, like Superman gets thrown into a goth, or a uh, Wayne Enterprise satellite or something, or a LexCorp satellite. Like, little things like that I think are interesting because it's like, in this world somewhere there's a Lex Luthor. Like, in this world somewhere there's some, like, you know, like Bane is somewhere. I don't know. I, I, I think that's interesting to me. Like, or, or, like, I think the, it's uh, I know interesting sign if it Or gorilla sign language, you know? Like, I like little things like that, like...
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting when it makes sense with the world itself. Uh, and I guess what I'm saying is it's really hard to do that, and most of the time it's super artificial. It's like, you know, Iron Man finding Captain America's shield is his dad's shit, <laughs> uh, or stuff like that. God... god that movie's so fucking dumb
2: (laughs) i forgot about that so like i mean yeah maybe we don't need the like little easter eggs but i i do think there are a number of like small moments in this movie uh in particular i think like in the opening sequence which like i like that it starts out with uh with ben affleck like crossing the mountain that kind of kicks ass Mm -hmm. and then um at the end of that sequence when aquaman swims into the ocean uh there's like that like the woman walks up and she she picks up his clothes and like smells them and they start singing oh, yeah. that like Icelandic folk song. Icelandic. And, and it, <laughs> okay, yeah, you laugh, but like that that scene sets the tone <laughs> for the movie. Like, and and especially because it does. I watched well, when yeah, I watched the but... Justice's Gray version. Like, dude, this that that scene is so much more somber in black and white.
1: <laughs> it's just like so fucking smell your own farts to like have so much of them singing that song it's just like oh you're but like i kind of like i respect it because it's like oh you're watching a fucking superhero movie well i'm gonna have it in this weird ratio and the first scene is going to be these chicks like singing in icelandic for five minutes before you get any action which but, but I think it
2: also sets up it's... The, the the Snyder God thing, though. Like, because they're they're like giving like homage to the the God of the Sea. Like, again, this is the the personalities of the, of these people are not quirky human people like they are in like a Whedon thing or like Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, these are gods. their Their motives are like inscrutable. They're not supposed to be relatable. Like, and so women wail in their wake and things like that. It's like almost mythological. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I it's, I, it's, I get it's, that,
1: but it's like showing so much of that song like is a choice. <laughs> but I and mean, like true leaving I mean, the camera on them for as long as they as he does okay. is a choice. No, there are individual uh, choices where we could
2: have edited.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's super farty, but like it's also it's a longer scene like in that bar or whatever. And I love mm-hmm. the mythological aspect of it is like Superman is kind of mythic like batman is mythic where people believe in him but may not ever see him he's the batman you know and the flash no one even knows about and wonder woman blah 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 blah. but when you have like aquaman's connection with the people of the village that are like snowed in ostensibly like there's icebergs that block ships and stuff and he's bringing them food not for anything in return not even like a beliefy thing he's just doing it because it's the right thing to do you've got that he's drinking in five minutes
1: and well, I and bet like, no, you I'm... he hasn't had to pay for a drink oh, in a long time. <laughs> th- but at I mean, least uh, not at that village. I'm,
0: I'm just, I mean, y- you know what I mean, though. Like, I think you're. <laughs> yeah. It's like he they're building up this mythic figure. Like, it's not like people are worshiping Wonder Woman. You know, not that they shouldn't, but it's just like they have. He has a tangible connection to this village. He, he's like, he's building kind of... like a pantheon. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like in. I kind of thought that was more interesting. Like, they all stand out differently in a lot of ways. Like, including Cyborg's uh, whole origin oh, story. Oh, man.
2: That, that's, like, like one of the stuff. better parts of the movie is the whole uh, subplot oh, yeah. Cyborg and Joe Morton, man. It's it's actually, like, Every
1: time I think of T2. Every time. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. How much longer I can
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Dude, <laughs> that's basically... I
0: it's think this is the second Joe podcast Morton... I've done my Joe Morton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that. Last, so. <laughs> I think you did. Like I'm sorry, go, go uh, in like an episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, sorry, go go ahead.
2: But but no, uh, the the like sort of darkness in in uh, cyborg and his father's relationship and how that plays out, uh, and especially. The fact that, like, uh, he, like, superheats the Mother Box. God, that name. Uh, he superheats the Mother Box uh, so they can track it. It's, like, and he, and he sacrifices himself. And, and so it's, like, the the kind of darkness that surrounds these characters, it, it doesn't really let up. And, and uh, going forward, uh, like, you know, Cyborg is kind of like Batman now. You know, he, he found a new home, but he doesn't have any family anymore. And they died because of, like... You know, crime, or I guess in this case, like international. And he invasion. is a mother box, or, or uh, rather, you know, struggling a mother, like box. struggling
0: with your own identity and who you
2: are, and your self worth,
0: and why you have a purpose and stuff. And then it's like you are a mother box, whatever that means. But there's only three of you, and you're one of them, and you're a special little dude.
1: So one of the things the I point. would say is I think. Uh, Batman kind of ends up with less in this movie, which makes sense because he had the previous movie. Uh Uh, But part of that is also because uh, Warner Brothers shot down Snyder's original idea, which was Bruce Wayne falls in love with Lois Lane. Oh, interesting. um, You know, she's grieving for Clark, but then that, that... and is not necessarily into it, so it's kind of unrequited. But then that gives him more stakes, obviously, because it's like, well, yeah, I got to bring him back to life to save the world, but then he's going to go, like, fuck the woman I'm in love with. Uh, and, you know, makes if it all. Almost... If Superman
0: comes back and he, like, he smells Lois on him. Yeah. man like, well, the <laughs> ultimate
2: <pup. laughs>
1: It sounds like Lois never goes for it. She's like, I've got my own chick... I can't handle that uh, type deal, well, but you know?
2: That's, a, that's still a cool idea. Like, the Batman's already so... Like, he has this obsession and this paranoia, especially the obsession, like, after Superman dies. So if he, be, if he like, channeled that obsession onto Lois Lane, I think that'd make for a compelling narrative. Well, I thought it was pretty interesting his guilt related
0: to it. Like, he had to right a wrong as kind of his whole mm-hmm. arc here. But yeah. then it's just, like, at the end of the day, there's even, like, a dumb line that's, like, the Flash is asking him... Uh, you know, what's your superpower or whatever? And he's like, I'm rich. I'm rich, yeah. It's just like the dumbest, it's a trailer moment. But it's like, it's at the end of the day when you have all these gods and figures, you have to keep Batman kind of more engaging. And that's that's really a problem with the comics too. Like understandably, like Batman works on a certain level, but then when he's like... I don't know. Well, but I getting I, I, heat vision I, on his armor or
2: whatever, and yeah. he's taking it off. Or but I, I, mean, I like appreciate the Spider grounds Batman room. though, because you need at least one human character. And and Batman is like very flawed. But like the way Affleck plays Batman is like I actually like it. Like I think he's the most tortured Batman we've seen in a long time and he really sells it's it it's like he he's
0: Netflix miserable too. I know it's
2: perfect it, yeah, helps it. Like, <laughs> really helps I, I want to see him just like wearing a mask with like smoking a cig with all the smoke coming up in his eyes or whatever god in like that one picture
1: drinking like <laughs> do you think he have you kidding? seen that picture of him trying to open like the door with all the Dunkin Donuts in his hands uh, yeah dude god like, I just Amazon want to see him do that one, like, as Batman was
0: he paid by those people <laughs> I don't like, even do you know no, he's just from Boston man them.
2: or, or like, what about
1: the picture where he's touching J-Lo's butt that yeah, one's dude. great it's uh, like even he's not having someone a good time did, for some reason someone did photoshop uh, the cowl onto that one uh, it's That's pretty, pretty rocks
2: right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying it works and especially in this one uh, Batman is the tortured leader um, like and, and it's interesting because normally Batman like kind of takes the leadership but in this one it, he doesn't really want it that much but there's also a recognition that no one else has the expertise because like Batman certainly isn't uh like useful in all the fights, but he's always doing something and it always serves a function. And so I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that even though he can't stand with the gods, like Batman like blowing up the the tower or, or whatever, like he's always doing something that serves the team.
1: Or gunning down all those parademons, which brings me to yeah. one of the points that I missed the first time I watched this movie. Parademons are the survivors from the other planets that Darkseid oh, has yeah. taken over. So, yeah, like, yeah. those are hypothetically innocent people who have been, like, corrupted. So, every time after I heard that he killed one of them, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, well, it's that kind was of fucked just, up, like but also... the dude that runs a bodega, you know? <laughs> like,
2: I mean, but you could see it, you could also see it as a mercy because they can't be changed back.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, but they didn't even look into if they could change him back, you know? Well, how do they know yeah. that? <laughs> wow that's they've they've got mother boxes that can like rewrite uh fucking existence they can bring superman back why can't they yeah that's a revert reason. parody sometimes
0: emails? they deserve mercy in napalm <laughs> Yeah, <dude>. yeah
1: uh, <laughs> it i, I would have been curious to see if that was addressed any further because it did kind of weird me up that they're just killing all these innocent I mean not innocent. I mean I'm not you know? gonna
2: I'm not gonna say the thought didn't cross my mind, because it did. I was like, yeah, no. Those are the survivors. <laughs> Which <laughs> or I suppose more, more likely the casualties, because they're not really survivors at that point. They're parademons.
1: Speaking of survivors, like I'm kinda of popping around here, but it's because the idea of what was going to happen next is so as it's yeah. set up is so fucking weird to me. So Lois Lane dies in the uh, thing that Cyborg sees, right? Nightmare, uh, scene or something like. Well, K, like because there's the separate thing.
2: No, but uh, Batman kills her though. Oh, okay. But the implication is that Batman kills it's her. Like, like, a like there's a point where uh, in the vision where you see Superman holding like her charred body, and so like mm-hmm. somehow Batman like incinerates her. <laughs> well like batman Which, like the flash I, shows up and is like it's lois or something
0: or says something is that well, well, the but again, Cause, well but again but uh, the joker when the joker
2: like, says that batman killed her especially like or you let her die or something to that effect so like clearly yeah. he's somehow directly responsible
1: or i think what it was is it's like a miscommunication from what i read about what either the next movie or the next two movies snyder was going to make were going to be like either way she dies and batman is blamed but then it's like she's not really dead or something or like uh it's confusing but uh like or they bring her back like they brought superman back but superman is evil and then they have to like and fix lex that has
0: something to do with this like lex kind yeah. of sold off the world or to get dominion over something
1: all I really remember is the end of the last movie that he wanted to make was Clark and Lois have a kid who's going to college, and they bring the kid who's named Bruce to the Batcave and like give him the Batcave as like a graduation uh, present. I feel such fucking <laughs> rocks, dude. But, <laughs> I mean, that sounds ridiculous. I kind of like. There's a part of me that unironically loves these movies as, like, key, Spectacle. like, dumb guy texts. And, like, yeah. I love me a dumb guy movie, as you guys know. And, like, yeah. the choices don't always work, but they're always something I could see a dumb guy being like, fuck yeah, you know? Uh, yeah. And that's true throughout this whole trilogy. And, you know, my inner lizard brain dumb guy was saying fuck yeah at some points in this like uh one of my favorites hopping around again near the beginning of the movie wonder woman is just hanging out on the statue of justice (laughs) Yeah, i love that Uh, (laughs) oh there's a bank heist (laughs) yeah dude and (laughs) she's like catching bullets and shit with yeah (laughs)
0: dude I love it though, like that's the fantastical nature. Like that re- made me remember like the Linda Carter like seventies camp version of Wonder Woman. Yeah, like that's kind of more fun than anything else, really. Like that was the best of her character that well, I and was. And how about although is speaking... like,
2: oh no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, please. Okay, speaking of the beginning, how about the scene where she's got him tied up in the lasso? And she's like, who are you? And he's like, we're a small group of reactionary of terrorists. reactionary terrorists? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, like, if the guy was telling the truth, he would definitely refer to them as a small group of reactionary terrorists.
1: Yeah, because that's how terrorists describe themselves. Yeah, uh, Dude, it, it's yeah, just so... Heart, it, you know?
2: It's the ultimate dumb guy thing. It's just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's what mm. they are. They hate tech. They hate the world. They hate technology or whatever. It's... Oh, God. Yeah. God. They, they didn't reference
0: the invisible plane at all. No. Do you think they're ever going to do that?
2: I hope so. In- invisible maybe plane. Maybe they did it in the
0: new one. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like, Wonder Woman has an invisible plane. Wonder Woman has an invisible plane.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking like realm of existence. Yeah, oh. god.
0: <laughs> Wonder Woman is like That the... would be that would be cooler.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> I mean, Wonder Woman is already a weird plane. property
2: because it's just like it's just about the guy and his wife doing BDSM like mm-hmm. the, the creator yeah. that's like all it was mm-hmm. and then they turned it into a comic book and it's hilarious and we've just completely forgotten that aspect of it because she doesn't even I mean, even she, in these movies, like
0: thigh mascara
2: i'm just saying in these movies you know? she's not tying everyone up and all that shit she's mostly just uh standing in place and they edit her moving and that's all she really does mm-hmm. she's
1: modeling she's certainly yeah not dude, acting.
2: that's what i'm saying no, she's not acting, and she's not even moving. There's like three scenes where she does more than take like five steps, and then after that, they just CGI her in motion every other time. Or get a well, stunt double because I think
0: they charge—they're charged per step she takes. Apparently, I think it was in her contract. It was every
2: step. So I mean, I just—I just, I I just saw time. an article where like they're like, "This is Gal Gadot," and then they're like, "Oh, but here's a headshot where she's modeling," and you're like, "Why is that here?" Like her agent was like, you have to put the headshot in here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God.
2: I just can't, I can't, I can't handle it. I feel like I, she's
1: the oh, biggest scam Hollywood has run in a while. Like, you know, every couple of years they try to like push some like no charismatic, like white guy on us, like Sam Worthington. But most of those guys just like disappear after like two years. If somehow she's still around and Sam Worthington could like act loops around her oh yeah uh, which is not an endorsement of sam worthington it's like yeah (laughs) it's i mean i think in some cases she could be well utilized but i i know i'm in the minority here but i don't think she's a great actress as wonder woman like i think she works in the first standalone movie because She has something kind of alien about her and so much of that movie is a fish out of water comedy uh, that it works. But when she's supposed to be like a member of the world and like understand it because she's been among men for like a hundred years, it's just not convincing
0: is this when she's like working in a museum or something and yeah. she's touching up a face or something you're like yeah what the f-? or like okay well, and- you're really working in your like hundred thousand dollar outfit or whatever yeah. the fuck that looks like awkward like parchment paper like you look like ginger chicken that's been wrapped in uh parchment paper and
2: that you can hardly move in that and, well, and- yet you're touching up and they also expect us to believe that she's five thousand years old like uh, the, in in 5,000 yeah. years, uh, Wonder Woman didn't learn, like, any wisdom or, or, like, how to not look like an alien in, in like, society. I, I don't know. Like, she just doesn't work. Though, I do think that they're, yeah. like, uh, one moment that I do appreciate, uh, though it is a little weird, is when uh, they're digging up Superman's body. And uh, the Flash is talking to Cyborg. And he's like, hey, do you think uh, do you think Wonder Woman would, would go for a younger guy? And he says, Barry, she's 5,000 years old. <laughs> Every guy is a younger guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's pretty much the bullshit too, is it's just kind of like yeah, the Flash is is dumbstruck by how hot she is or whatever. It's like that's kind of her role in
2: this. Movie. It really is. Um, it's almost is like Zack
1: Snyder doesn't know how to <laughs> direct women. Uh which just like it, right? Is I know we debated that last week, but I think of the fruit line in this work. Like there are exceptions. Uh I guess Dawn well, of the love... Dead is the only one I'll really concede but yeah.
2: yeah. But I also I know, it, it... Uh, just Dawn is different like it it doesn't feel like the rest of his movies in a way that is like really glaring like now especially. It
1: makes me really curious uh about Army of the Dead because I feel like that might be something of a bridge between those two uh sides of his career. That's and, not what I've heard. Well,
2: no, I know I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going to watch it.
0: <laughs> do you, do you think that uh, Zack Snyder is going to get another bite of the apple as no. they say like with James Gunn coming back from Suicide Squad to Guardians? Like do you think that there's going to be some resurgence of something where They he's don't come release back and do...
1: streaming records uh but from what I understand, I think this movie was a bit of a disappointment for HBO. Oh. Uh And I think in the time since this has come out, Snyder and Warner Brothers have said things about each other that uh, make it seem less likely. And Snyder seems pretty happy with Netflix. He just signed uh, some sort of first-look deal there a month or two ago. uh, And, you know, they're making a TV show together. So it's likely he'll be a netflix guy for the near future which honestly i mean we we'll see how army of the dead is but yeah uh it might be a good fit because there's they give so much creative leeway like i think he'll make some horrendous messes but i think they'll be gorgeous (laughs) uh incredible misfires and i am excited to see what he does
2: yeah
0: that's fair that was the interesting part about this too though is like i did break this up into like i think two separate viewings and i liked being able to do that uh versus i sound like an old man but like if i saw this in the theater it would be so overkill like to be in the theater for four hours while this is going on but i kind of liked the episodic nature of like how long it took was like okay each kind of section is like Maybe forty-five minutes to an hour or whatever, and it was just the perfect amount of time to set the you know stage for what they were doing. And I think that like originally they were going to break this up into two separate movies because I could have sworn there was like part one something and then part two something. Um, and I think that could have been a better idea too to retain. Oh, this. There,
1: there was going to be a sequel, but I think the idea, more or less, was to have this, this all in one part. movie. This was the first movie uh, because he wanted Darkseid in the second one. I mean, if you cut out the prologue because they did shoot the scene with Jared Leto and whatnot uh, for the re-release uh, or for the Snyder cut, if you cut was that, that out, the it's Martian like
0: Manhunter thing too?
1: no. I think that was originally in there, but. It's closer to three and a half hours, which is basically what Avengers Endgame is. Uh, God, well, and at three that, and a half hours and one.
2: broken up into six parts, you throw an intermission in the middle, and you've got an epic. Like, and and I, as much as I think Snyder is, uh, vastly overestimating his prowess as a director, I, I appreciate. Like, I, I, there's something really ballsy in it, like about turning uh, superhero films uh, in this era into an epic and that's clearly what this is like Snyder Snyder's definitely especially breaking it up into parts like he's like this narrative kind of thing yeah it's like Mm -hmm. he knows what he's doing and and it's like he's just got the balls and I don't think it works but I think it's uh, like if anyone was gonna do it at least it was him you know what I mean I think if somebody else tried this it would have been way less sincere I guess I don't, again, I don't think it Kinda works, like but Whedon? I think that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Whedon isn't trying to make an epic. He's trying to make like a popcorn flick. And I don't think that's what Snyder was doing here. I think like, this is not really a popcorn movie. Yeah. It's, it's long and it's dry. And there are sequences that are like,
0: it's a biblical story. Yeah. Though. So it's really the pair Terry. of demons, you know, the resurrection of Jesus. And you know that Jesus was pissed when he woke up. I turned yeah, into dude. like a Jeff Foxworthy standup. <laughs> he beat up
2: all the he's
1: disciples like, when he woke up. <laughs> yeah,
2: <dude. laughs>
1: he's like, "Fuck hey, you, I, Paul. Which which is the one who said, "I don't know you." Like that was Paul, right? That's like the fifth yeah, station Paul of the cross denied. or something.
0: Yeah, yeah something.
1: That's uh, that cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Uh, uh, anyways, Terry, I know you haven't seen basically any of the Marvel movies, but. Avengers Endgame is over 3 hours long. I just looked it up. And and I loved it. Really?
0: Yeah, I totally dug it. I was
2: I was on board.
1: God, I was so bored the whole fucking time. You you're not uh,
2: lying right now. I can't. You've got like a shitting grin on your face. I can't tell if you're fucking with me. Me or Jason? Jason. <laughs> <laughs> i'm being completely
0: honest i just sound sarcastic i love in game okay <laughs> i i no i i honestly do i i remembered enjoying it I'm, okay i'm just being weird i'm sorry terry no you're I'm fine completely i just serious. i
2: have yet to meet anyone who said they actually enjoyed it so i just yeah i was, just, I was curious
0: i feel like I liked it because I felt like it was the closure of an entire thing that they started, and I could have been happy without any more superhero movies. And I feel kind of the same way about this one, where, like, I'm so <laughs> burned out. Like, okay, you did it. You did your epic. This is dope. You, you did, I s- clearly see that you spent some money here, and you did a little superhero movie, which is cool. That's great. But I'm kind of done. Like, let's take a break. You know, let's take five years between batman and a, another batman or whatever um so i i, I just have full-on fatigue kind of because it's,
1: yeah, it's i'm i'm so fucking burnt out like i my hope is that between warner brothers putting the suicide squad on hbo the same day and marvel doing a bunch of like unknowns that all the superhero movies this year underperform and then they stop making so many. They're like, oh shit, uh, maybe these aren't a cash cow anymore, you know? uh, Let's go back to trying to make movies based off toys. Well, shit, I guess that didn't work this summer either. But, you know, just I'm so fucking tired of superheroes. Like, I think this movie is an artistic statement in a way that most superhero movies aren't. I don't Think it's particularly fun, but I don't yeah. feel as like ashamed watching it as I do. Uh, you know, poisoning my brain with every Marvel property that comes along. Uh, but I just, I'm so it's fucking done
0: it's a big it's a big event movie like it's it reminded me of in the nineties with the death of Superman and the return of Superman arcs, which they they did base this and b v s on and stuff but like it was kind of a way to sell a bunch of different trade or not trades but like different covers and variants and stuff, and it mm-hmm. kind of like worked it made everyone pumped up everyone's interest, and that that's kind of how it felt here where it was kind of a payoff, but it was kind of like. I just am so burnt out of how gloomy the past couple were that it. I needed something more here than, uh, a big like CGI thing, which it ostensibly does. It also, like, beheads Steppenwolf, which is dope. That throws him out mm-hmm. through the portal. Um, Steppenwolf was had more of a character in this movie too, which was kind of interesting and was better realized. Like he was jacked in this uh, movie. He was way bigger. Like had like armor that was uh, different and stuff. So I I thought like little things like that were interesting. Like he's so indestructible seeming, but yet he's like on the lower totem pole of these other creatures. We don't really know anything about. And it, Mm. I kind of using, you know, to contrast Thanos or Thanos or whatever, It was kind of interesting to see the power of this ominous figure right away uh you know and then 10 years later when we get him again
2: yeah Yeah, i uh, i i do really appreciate setting up the dark side and the apocalyptic invasion thing like i i think that's cool and i think dark side's a cool character in the dc mythos which
1: i don't think this movie is canon for their theatrical releases i think the theatrical cut is so that's too bad so it's
2: just steppenwolf who comes in the anti-life equation isn't there blah blah blah. yeah
1: yeah so i think if there was discussion when this came out about possibly doing like a tv show that extended this but uh i mean we'll see i feel like you can't get ben affleck to do a tv show you know i feel like he's done (laughs) Um, well and we're getting robert
2: pattinson aren't we isn't that what's coming next
1: yeah but i mean the whole thing is like with the flashpoint there can be a bunch of different universes and different characters doing different things at different points but it just it feels like i think everyone involved has kind of had those bridges burned by warner brothers and doesn't want to come back
0: i think that's part of the comic booky part about this movie too, is like how many great comic books were canceled before they were able to finish. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a lot of great comic books and series that never finished and are kind of left on a cliffhanger and television shows and all this stuff. And I kind of will appreciate this movie in that way where it's just kind of, it really is the pinnacle of what he was building towards. And it's just kind of fascinating thinking about what the road ahead would have been. Um, Because decidedly he is an auteur Like this feels like a Snyder movie And unadulterated
1: Uh, It's also pretty uh, Awesome, one of my favorite Tropes is movies setting up sequels That will never happen And this is like (laughs) the biggest, boldest Most expensive one yet Until like, you know, two months from now When uh, Dune comes out uh, I have a feeling (laughs) That's going to be a setup That's going to pay off (laughs)
2: Um, <laughs> oh man yeah
0: we'll see how I that I thought that goes. way about Passion like Passion of the Christ until I think Mel Gibson's been working on a sequel for like 10
2: years or something no he has because uh, Jim Caviezel yeah, has Cabizel's been talking about it back. all the time yeah. yeah dude he's such a psycho oh my god I'm just you know, saying when that movie ideas. comes
1: out uh, Gibson will have directed enough movies for us to cover him <laughs> no. no, you know I hate to break
0: it to you but my letterboxd he's like my second most watched actor this year or something crazy like he keeps popping up in everything i th- like i thought he was gonna be in fast nine the other day <laughs> that would <be> fun. <laughs> like i would not be surprised if he was like cena's younger brother
2: or something stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to explain see i haven't watched Anywho. anything with him in it this year except for like dragged across concrete oh, dude
1: god that movie's so good <sighs> yeah it was just him
2: being Mel Gibson. For real. <laughs> For real. Like, the seediest, shadiest Almost. motherfucker.
0: He's like, so I'm, well cast, in it? I'm going to be so stoked when he plays, like, a racist douchebag, like, even worse character, and he's, like, a performance of a lifetime when you can't tell the difference between the two of them. <laughs> you know, like, do you think he'll ever have the balls of doing that, like, going straight up, like... I mean, Dragged Across Concord
2: is basically that movie. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like it's that, or it's... I mean, there's a little bit more nuance there, uh, but... Oh, for sure, maybe but it's, he like, does it's a pretty unambiguously
2: conservative.
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely is, but... I feel like it makes the protagonist more complex, where they're not just, like, bland Fair. heroes.
2: Um, well, but when you have a conservative director when directing a conservative movie, then they add more nuance.
1: I mean, that's... Clearly, someone hasn't watched any Pure movies in a while. Uh, any anyway. Most Pure it's like the... I don't know if that's the name of it, but... There's a Christian company that pumps out, like, God's Not Dead in those movies, you know? Like,
2: well, those are crap. It, that's different.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the majority of the time, an overtly political director with overtly political stars, especially conservative ones there's typically not nuanced like one of the things that makes uh what's his face so interesting is because he yeah f craig zoller or s craig zoller is he does bring nuance to it (laughs) yeah uh. no
2: sure sure i'm just like yeah i'm not watching like ben shapino's documentary or like whatever you know uh uh, some of kevin sorbo's garbage (laughs) Shapiro, yeah I'm not going to watch any of that I thought you said Chipino. I did.
1: Yeah, because he's a peanut.
2: <laughs> no, but like the soup.
1: Oh, Chipino? Oh, I don't, I don't know what the fish
2: soup? Is it, okay, <laughs> I mean... It's really, it's great fish soup, sorry. Oh, okay, then I won't talk shit on <laughs> fish soup, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, do you
0: want to uh, talk... Uh, say, speaking of saving people, do you want to save some face?
1: Sure. Save some face.
0: Saving
1: face. <clears throat> Saving face. Sorry. All right. I suppose I'll go first. Yeah, hit it.
0: ha <sighs> you saved your
1: face. I have to say, uh, the performance that stood out to me this time the first time I watched it uh, Ray Fisher at Cyborg stole the show Um, but this time I just was way more invested somehow I don't even know how in uh, (laughs) uh, Ezra Miller (laughs) as The I knew you were going to say that (laughs) that's so funny Uh, that was
0: so hard for you to say Paco
1: (laughs) well because I know that they're canceled and I don't know what for. So I'm worried I'm endorsing some kind of behavior Maybe, I don't that, endorse. That hasn't stopped uh, your. That I mean, hasn't you can stopped separate your the art Singer from the artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> and, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like, there, there's a, a heart to a, them like and Billy an, Credup
0: and stuff. Billy Crudup That the, was what? nice. I I was like happy the, Like the father son stuff. Yeah.
1: I, I mean more, like, the uh, the stuff with the dynamic, because, like, I feel like most of us at some point have been the new person on a team and, like, yeah. trying to get up to speed. And, you know, the fact that the Flash is the one that ends up saving the day and uh, yeah. uh, basically turning back time, uh, there's just something there and it's really hard to do this without going into annoying territory and what made the performance stand out to me is the difference between the Whedon cut and the Snyder cut because in the Whedon cut I would go so far as to say I think he's annoying um yeah but here his performance is still you know mostly the same but he's reflecting off of different material and it makes him kind of in a way the most human fuck I keep saying him uh, it's because I'm talking about Barry talking about the not Ezra uh, anyways I think that Barry is almost more the most human part of this movie than Bruce Wayne Uh, despite having this fantastic power i don't know i think ezra gives a very compelling performance and you know i think depending on uh the research i do after this recording into what they may have been canceled for i am excited for the flashpoint movie uh
0: (laughs) I, i think like You make a great example because they act as kind of the viewer because they're being introduced uh, with us to these larger things. And part of the movie, too, is that no one really knows about them, like, other than, like, the footage and stuff like that, that they're seen. like, I think there's even a point where they say something like, you know, no one knows who I am or, you know, like, the Flash is not really known. It's just kind of strange coincidence and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think part of it was no, like he was getting or uh, they were getting guidance from like Batman and some of these other figures and confidence from Wonder Woman and stuff to kind of pull apart. And by the end of the movie, you felt that arc and that you grew with them as well. So I think that really a lot of it falls on the Cyborg Flash storylines from that angle, because the others kind of had their own movies or spotlights at a certain point that uh, I don't know, I guess other than Aquaman.
1: I yeah. Think um update checking wikipedia i don't see anything about their cancellation so that's a good sign okay
0: uh well i think they were inappropriate with like an underage fan or something and i know that sounds james franco-y but i think this also happened in the okay
1: nope i i found it uh appears to choke a woman um Um, yada yada, uh... Well, Paco's saving
0: face, uh... (laughs) No,
1: no, no, no. no, no. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say... Specifically. I'll I'll, I'll put a hold on my excitement for Flashpoint for now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, it, it... I'm just, I'm
0: hoping like what if they killed them off and then it, and then now the flash was Luke Wilson <laughs> you know, dude. Like, in the first like five minutes he's killed are they're killed off and then it's just another actor that you, like that would be the biggest heist movie to heist the audience
1: like that Just get the dude from the CW show that guy is good for Frank sure Gustin, I can't charming. believe they
0: didn't want to like mix the, the the peanut butter and the jelly baby. Like it's so strange. Like if that's who kids or all these people know from a successful show, then that who is the Flash? Then that should probably be the Flash in the cinematic. I agree. Well, and they
2: should have brought back the Deathstroke from the Arrow series because that guy rocks. Oh yeah, Yeah, uh, but I think
1: it's yeah, it's a combination of filming twenty three episodes of TV a year doesn't give you much time to make movies, and um, I would argue. Well, I guess it might not be necessarily the case, but I feel like neither actor is very well known, but Miller has Mm -hmm. been in more significant stuff than Gustin. Partly because Gustin's been trapped on a Flash TV show since like 2013.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I mean, it's consistent work.
1: Yeah. And like... I you think know? he
0: does stand up as John Mulaney on the off
1: seasons, though. Dude, he he looks so much right? like John Mulaney. <laughs> Frustrating. Uh, anyways, what are your guys saving faces? Hey, what about you? Go 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 for it, Terry. Uh,
2: so I like I I like the points you made about uh, Ezra Miller's Flash. So I'll say that basically, I I think that uh, Ray Fisher uh, and, and Cyborg is the most compelling character, and I think that Ray Fisher's performance in particular uh like the tension with his father uh also like i I think he has the most development as a character in the movie as well uh from Mm -hmm. start to finish and so like just seeing that complete arc i I think really kind of sets it apart but also in a number of ways like he's really important to the team like having the mother box uh being able to fix the the uh cargo jet thing like so like i think it's cool although i will say uh in regards to the flash I, I don't think the cyborg is as interesting as a hero however and that's where i think the flash shines and and so i appreciate the way that they use the flash uh you know charging up the the mother box uh you know turning back time uh little things like nudging wonder woman to catch her sword and so i think that the way they use the flash as a hero uh is like it stands out in the film and it's very interesting in a way that Cyborg's character just can't be as a hero because he's just a robot who shoots like lasers and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking a. And, and I think it, it
0: sucks, too, that the post investigation and, and all of that, um, because of the allegations that that he raised that Ray Fisher's like he's being propped up by some really prominent, amazing figures, but i hope that this isn't the end of like his acting career because he's he really is a standout part and this was i think his first wait did did he get canceled
1: no it was uh he got blacklisted basically for fighting the studios oh uh, by saying
0: like oh i deserve respect and to be listened to as a performer as the talent oh
2: okay Mm -hmm. well fuck that man i support ray fisher yeah
1: yeah Likewise, what and about, it, it, what it about you, Jay? He hasn't gotten more work.
2: Sorry.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I a part of me wants to say Amy Adams because she's so bad that it's fascinating to me. Because and I feel bad because her character doesn't really do anything, and her and Diane Lane are kind of just they're They need to be there, but they're wasted in this don't movie. Don't really. Do anything, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's kind of disappointing. Um, the The one figure that I really dug was, of course, my man, Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's something about like all of his scenes that he just visually, his eyes, like his wardrobe, his guile, his, like he really sells the character, and especially this was probably so many people's first introduction to the character. To be able to, like, sell Aquaman as, like, this merman, beautiful, like, scary, cool figure is a a monumental, like, you know, thing to communicate. And I I kind of dig the longer... Setup of him getting washed away in the ocean, which I know you didn't like as much. Like the oh, with the folk song one is the it's Mm -hmm. the icky thump is like a quick oh, when he's pounding
1: the the whiskey as he's walking. It's way
0: better in the spider cut where like like the waves part
2: around him, like it rocks. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of
0: beautiful. It's it's really like you're watching a big, expensive ad for, like, cologne or, like, (laughs) erectile dysfunction medication. Yeah, I I mean, I think the the imagery
1: works better. It's just, like, some cheesy indie folk song, which, like, I don't know that Icky Thump is a perfect choice either, but, like, it's just, like, either way, the music's a little corny, but... I just like Aquaman as, after, a sad, as a sad after alcoholic. After Sucker
2: Punch, though, oof, yeah.
0: After Sucker Punch, though, I'll I'll deal with that folk shit more than Where Is My Mind, you Fair. know, cover song or whatever. So I mean, like, I'm happy that he's dialed it back quite a bit. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I, I kind of, but I kind of like that. Like he takes his shirt off a lot in this movie <laughs> in a way that's just really adorable. Where you're, you're just like he's being objectified by Zack Snyder in this oh, way yeah. that I haven't seen since like 300. So well, I kind he's, of dig it. Or he's maybe jacked. he did it at every movie. Really, he's, but. but he's mm-hmm. so jacked. Like yeah. you know, you gotta
2: have some. And because uh, Cavill isn't in this movie that much, then that means that, that it falls onto Jason Momoa. Yeah,
1: fucking a. All right. Do we have any uh, final thoughts on this one?
2: Uh, I'm coming out uh, and finally admitting to everyone that I'm uh, Snyder Pilled It happened, oh, no. <laughs> it finally happened uh, I didn't hate this movie I kind of, after watching BVS I was kind of stoked for it and uh, yeah, it was pretty decent it, He got me
1: Yeah, I've definitely It's funny, most of the time over the course of these miniseries I get burned out on a director no matter how much I like them Uh, This is kind of the closest to the opposite happening where i don't didn't start this really enjoying him and for the most part what we watched eight of his nine movies now and i've enjoyed Ooh. about six of them yeah it's uh, crazy. to some level it's he's growing on me
2: well and he's like it, he's not great but he's at least consistent like he makes bad movies, but he doesn't make terrible movies very often. Obviously, *Sucker Punch* he makes, and *Watchmen* are exception. He
1: makes interesting <laughs> movies, even when they're bad, and I would take that okay. over, Fair. like a Marvel movie, any day. Mm. Uh, very true. Very true. Those are regularly bad, and they are rarely interesting.
0: And he takes chances, and actually has a stamp of like, "Oh, it's a Snyder DC movie," versus like all of the Marvel movies, kind of are the same color, are the same kind of,
2: there's nothing like mm-hmm. a- auteur-ish about them. Oh really, yeah, because he, he put this thing mold. out in 4-3 and he made a black and white version, like I mean for <laughs> yeah, the <dude>. fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah,
0: I honestly, it's, it's farty. It's, it's super so farty, farty in this dumb way. Like I think I, okay you don't, don't quote me on it, but I could have sworn he was mentioning like Ingmar Bergman and shit of like, I want it to be as pensive as, you know, the seventh seal but have some lightness or but again don't quote me but I, I could have sworn no, but that, that he did some farty stuff. that's his conceit um, and
2: especially what we were talking yeah. about setting up Flashpoint and setting up like 8 sequels it will never happen like this movie mm-hmm, is something yeah. that like we might never see a movie like this again like it's just such a wacky uh, just ballsy project and it's insane that like it got made and, and you're right it wouldn't have gotten made if it weren't for quarantine <laughs> and, and I kind of I i dig it like I didn't like it very much when I saw it
0: earlier this year and after watching them all in sequence like I consider a, a Man of Steel and BVS and this really yeah. a complete trilogy like mm-hmm. or, or at least connected in this interesting way that at the end of Batman vs Superman, I was like, I'm kind of interested to see when the Justice goes over the horizon, when the Dawn is, or whatever, yeah. isn't it? Dust dawn, dawn, dawn of, of justice. justice, yeah. Um, they're doing like a Richard Linklater, like After Justice or uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. Dust, <laughs> yeah, it, it, Legion of Doom, is. And, um, but like, I, I kind of enjoyed this whole. Exp- Whole experience. This is tough to say. I enjoyed this whole experience a lot more than I was thinking. Like I didn't really care for Batman vs Superman or this, but they really bookend each other well, and and also have the continuity of this movie starts at the end of Batman vs Superman from a different kind of
2: well. And context. BBS does the same thing with Man of Steel.
0: Yeah, like they mm-hmm. kind of. I appreciate that it's a vision of one person, and that it, clearly this guy gave a shit about what he was doing and even if it's not successful I always go back to square one of like I couldn't make this shit so a lot of people made this vision come to life and kind of that's fascinating whether it's it's all successful is beside the point I think the entire story of Zack Snyder's you know Snyder cut of Justice League is fascinating I think for like fandom and for like one person's vision for a trilogy kind of Uh, this side of Christopher Nolan with like a big property that's kind of his own thing Uh I don't think they'll make movies like Zack Snyder's you know brand like this again unless Lars von Trier you know comes back and is like making a (laughs) Doctor Strange with no props and it's just in a warehouse (laughs) and then there's some like just scary dude Uh, that
1: actually sub Lars von Trier up for one of the other dogma guys and I'm in like that sounds (laughs) fun alright well I guess uh, we will catch you next week when we are talking Snyder's most recent film Army of the Dead until then uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe Uh, give us five stars on your podcast platform of choice if you liked it if you didn't uh, then go fuck yourselves and to everyone else. I hope you have a beautiful day.